We gotta go to the bullpen. Welcome to the Highland Bullpen, the all-new podcast bringing America's pastime to Scotland shores. It doesn't matter if you're a Hall of Famer heading for Cooperstown or you're fresh out of the minor leagues, this is the podcast for you. So we know the bullpen bros enjoy their sport and travelling to see as many different sporting activities as they can. In this episode, Alan's going to invite Dave Jr. Tell us a bit about his experience watching one of his favourite participation sports, the darts, and how he enjoys living it up with the Premier League superstars. I was thinking Christmas sports. I mean, he used to play football on Christmas Day in Scotland 30, 40 years ago. Boxing Day is now traditional. The old farm game, sorry, Glasgow Derby, Richard, sorry. You would have your Hogmanay drink and get a bus down to Glasgow, actually on New Year's Day, which you look back now, there's no way he would do that now. But I think they tend not to go for the first now, which is more of a policing thing. My other sports aren't really golf and cycling, aren't really Christmas Day sports. Although they always say cyclists have to go out training on Christmas Day because you can't, psychologically, you can't miss Christmas Day because people, that's seen as a sign of weakness <laughs> in, in, in the pro peloton the, the darts would be the best Christmas one I can think of the PDC championship they don't play on Christmas day itself do, do they just close that they close down for a couple of days maybe two days yeah that is one of the great Christmas TV traditions not not quite the same this year without the crowds or the Grinch Peter Wright was the Grinch this year he looks very good this year I don't know if, if you guys seen his you know, Peter Wright's fairly uh, well known these last few years for pretty exuberant over the top on stage fair play at his age he's not a young man but to put his hair through that every night he, he dyes it some other colour and it's caked and uh, got some sort of product um, his wife I think does his hair it takes up to two hours um, every every night just to do it so they must actually like each other um, he, he came on the stage full top to toe as the Grinch on the opening night of the World Championships and when you consider there's a whole lot of pressure at that point you're the defending world champion it's opening night it's a quick fire first of three sets at that at that time the the tournament so it can be open to get knocked out on, on the first night but I think over the years he's get, started to get a really good relationship with the fans because he's a bit daft you know it, it doesn't take much seriously whichever town or whichever country he's in at that moment in time he tends to suck up to them and what Alan was talking about there, he, his hair dyed green, which isn't overly shocking for him, but he's full eyebrows and beard, everything is green, top to bottom, and he's just, he's a good character to have out there. Entertainment. Yeah. yeah absolutely. A- I think the PDC, the only two days they, they don't have a, a schedule on are Christmas Day and Boxing Day, but the final is, pre- I'm pretty sure historically it's played on New Year's Day, and that's that's always a good one to sit and watch. Uh, again, it's not the same this year with, with the lack of fans. Fans. And my current hatred is precise science these days, but when you have piped through crowd noises from someone sitting with a keyboard, it's when you get 
a delay of even half a second between something good happening and just that noise not being organic. You know, it, it really feels a bit like canned laughter in a, in a bad comedy show. The, the PDC are using that just now with the, the kind of piped-in reactions, and it's, it's not the best, to be fair. Looks like a good night out of that, Skelks. Oh, yeah. Good. It's really good. Um, I, I won't give the name of the venue away, but every year we tend to we, we know where the players stay for the Premier League. On a, you know, historically, it's played on a, on a Thursday night. It's changed a little bit this year. Players travel up on a Wednesday night and they have a good session, <laughs> and, and it's not practice on a Wednesday night at this particular hotel. These guys. They are becoming a bit more mainstream. You know, guys like MVG, like Peter Wright. I think people would recognise them out in the street. You know, Phil Taylor, Barney over the years. It's becoming a bit, bit of more of a mainstream celeb when it comes to sport. They're, they're fantastic. On Thursday itself, we there's a bunch of us and we just we sit in the hotel having drinks and you can just grab a player, have a chat, as long as you're not arsy about it. But, you know, they're more than happy to spend 5, 10, 20 minutes just having a chat, having a drink as well. There's no real you know, nutritional regime for them at that point. And I think as long as you're you know, respectful and if they're clearly just enjoy mingling with fans that they're more than happy to accommodate people that are coming along putting their money in and going to have a good night so it's definitely one we could look to do once once things come back is there a correlation between the most disciplined minglers amongst them scouts and the guys that actually play darts well or <laughs> other guys that are good minglers but also managed to play darts well there would be i think a couple of years ago you know when michael van gerwen was at his pomp maybe 2016 17 not these poor now by any means he stopped and he was full of the chat really just up for a blare and again it's just you're not waiting in a queue you're not there's no pressure it really was maybe like a big pub but not a busy pub so whenever somebody would walk past you could just maybe put your hand up and if they'd time to stop they would stop and most of them most of them did one of the best ones was michael smith was on his way out coming past us um, and we said oh michael have you got have you got a minute you know and we would always we'd offer to buy anyone a pint and he went oh lads i can't i've really got a nip somewhere really important and we thought oh he's been a wee bit he was he wasn't playing that night we thought i wonder if he's just putting us off and about 15 minutes later he came back through the door and he came over, straight over to the table and he went I'm really sorry I didn't mean to be rude how's your night how's your day and uh, I can't remember who it was but someone asked him what were you going out for so apparently Gary Anderson had sent him out for a Mars bar which apparently he loves before <laughs> before a match you know the two of them are big buddies and he just says you know I can't go out I'll get mobbed it's Glasgow and he, he sent Michael out to the nearest shop just to get a Mars bar uh, but it's, it's a nice touch when they come back and they just they know you're not going to be intrusive or anything. Yeah. Um, they're happy to stop and, and have a, a good chat. So the darts, no, the darts is a good night out, Richard, you're right. And I think there's lots of different ways you can do it. Alan and I have both been over the years. I think the really good way to do it, you can get a table, like any of these sporting events we've been to. You can maybe get a table along the side where they walk out, get four, six, ten, ten guys, and just enjoy the night and get a wee chat with them as they come out. It's something to look into. What time of year are they generally in Glasgow at? Oh, the Premier League tends to run March through to August, but they do mix it up. In the last few years, they've, they've took everything abroad. Uh, again, darts is huge in, in Holland and Germany. Germany in particular hasn't really produced any really good players, but the Germans 
are wild for darts. And, and I the didn't know that, Dave. I didn't know that about Joe. I knew the Dutch played him, but yeah, that's yeah. interesting. They've got a few good players out just now. You know, Gabriel Clements and Hop is, is kind of always about there. But the, the fans, they're absolutely wild for it. And I think the World Cup is held there every year and they just they go nuts it's a big festival I'm trying to remember which part of Germany it's held in it might be Hamburg but I'm not too sure but I mean the darts they go to Rotterdam every year that would make sense uh, sort of north of Germany I'm not surprised the Germans aren't any good at it Scouts. the Germans are never good at anything anything with precision yeah <laughs> you see there was one, I think I was flying to the States via Schiphol one year on a Friday and uh, Van Gerwen and uh, Van Barneveld were on the flight, presumably being, at, I think it, was, it must have been the Premier League the night before. So it was like an early morning flight, but uh, they were on there good to go, reasonably fresh with their agents or managers or whatever with them as well. They're just normal guys waiting in lounge and what have you. Yeah. Thanks for that, Dave. Now let's hear from Dave Senior about the time he actually played darts with a world champion. We'll also give you some information on attending a darts event at the SSE Hydro in Glasgow. So enjoy the next listen. It's a few years ago now, but a friend of mine who, not in that long, he was my first section leader at British Engine in Leeds in 1975. So must have been, he's seven years older than me. So I think he's coming up for 70 this year for his sixtieth birthday so that's nearly 10 years ago i didn't know he was right into the darts his favorite player was wolfie his name martin adams yes that's yeah, right. i was just checking up on him but he did become world champion i think a couple of times didn't he around about you know sort of that time 10 or more yeah. years ago and anyway his wife rosie she hired out this place she didn't tell him and she basically hired martin adams wolfie and, uh, you know, he didn't come with an entourage or anything. He just came himself with this, like, dart scoring machine. And he would just set it up on stage. What a nice guy, by the way. Absolutely. You couldn't meet a nicer bloke. And um, he would just do a bit of demonstration. And then he would play darts with him. You know, you just queue up and play. I, I have played, uh, <laughs> my, you know, he, he was that good. You know, he kind of uh, handicapped himself without you realising it. You know, I thought, I'm ahead here. Um, <laughs> but he was he was sort of deliberately missing to start a double. When you got close to a finish, he would just get going and then do the old 180 and then three dart, you know, sort of nine dart or whatever. So, but what a fantastic guy. Yeah, that's the sort of thing darts players were doing, even a world champion. Yeah. Kind of doing his own tour and I don't know how much it cost to, to hire him for that night, but he would just travel up himself. Uh, he didn't have an assistant. Right? Where did you go, Dave? It was somewhere in Leeds that might have been, um, he's a big fan of sort of working man's clubs and yeah. uh, he met, I think they may have hired a room in one of those clubs. I just can't quite remember. It just came to me again there when you mentioned the darts. So, that's a cocky. So, have you competed against world champions in any other sport in your lifetime, Dave? <laughs> I haven't thought about that actually. Poss- possibly not. I was, I was talking to him the other day about, you know, when I was living in Edinburgh when I first moved up there in 1981, 82. I, I got to know some people who worked at a local Halifax office and one of the guys from uh, Lancashire from Preston, a very good footballer, and he got me involved. I played for a pub team in, in Leeds and I kind of, you know, was looking for something like that and I played for this amateur team. Well, I trained with them. They were really a bit too good for my standard. 
but it was a great bunch of lads to to meet and that was like a couple of times a week I would train with them I didn't know anybody really in, in Edinburgh at the time of course on Saturday I'd go and watch them play or sometimes you even get a game and we played a pre-season friendly against a touring American team student basically but the two coaches were two Brazilian born footballers both had been professional footballers one or if not both of them definitely had played for Brazil the international team and the way I would describe him was do you remember sort of Ferenc Puskas when he was in the latter part of his career he was so in his 50s I think he was still playing wasn't he and he was he's quite a portly gent at the best of times wasn't he and these guys were sort of even a bit further on than that and later on in the game, they came on to play just for a bit of fun. So, um, I was I went on as a substitute. You've never seen skill like it. You know they they couldn't they weren't particularly mobile, but they'd fire the ball at them. They would just kill it stone dead, turn one pace, then fire it out. You know a thirty yard pass to someone's feet. And so I can say I've played against uh, ex Brazilian international. That's pretty impressive. Why well, I turned down the chance to step into a boxing ring with a world kickboxing champion. <laughs> this wasn't Campbell McLaren offering us that opportunity, was it? No, it wasn't, but it was actually a character that I think Campbell would have liked a great deal, an equally unconventional boxing trainer. His name was Brendan Ingle, and he was a legend, particularly in Sheffield. The bit of Sheffield where this gym was, was in Winkle Bank. Now, I can say this as someone from Glasgow, who's no serious. That was a tough old part of Sheffield. Yeah. It's uh, so it was an old church hall, but basically, do you remember Nassim Hamed? Naz, the kind of really, really good, really talented boxer, probably late 90s again, late 90s, mid to late 90s. I really liked Harold Graham, who I think was from Sheffield. I don't know if there's the same club, but absolutely. Harold Graham Graham came out of Brendan Ingalls' gym as well. Uh, Dave Vincent, Harold Graham was a fantastic, fantastic boxer, but so I went down to interview. Brendan Ingle. Uh, it was about Nassim Hamed. He was in, a, in his pub at the time. So went into the gym there on Winkle Bank and literally an old church hall. He ran it as an old kind of a kind of boys' club ultimately. He'd been, I think, and then he adapted it to be a to be a boxing gym. So there were no frills about it. He said, Tell you what, he said, I can't I won't try and do the accent, but Pele Reed, now Pele Reed had been a world champion kickboxer, but was trying out boxing, crossing over into traditional boxing. He said, why don't you come in? You're a, you're a big lad. Why don't you go into the ring with, with Pelly Reed for just, just a wee while there and see how you get on? So naturally, fortunately, I think I was wearing brown trousers anyway. But as it turned out, what uh, Brendan Ingle, who was very unconventional, was he got all his boxers to play chess because he wanted them to think about strategy and when's the right time to do something, when's the right time right. to step back, when's the right time to, to move forward. And so that was what he did. So his plan had been to set up a chess set in the middle of the ring and to get me in there with Pele Reed. Because <laughs> uh, he did that with quite a number a number of his uh, boxers. But he was a fantastic character and a really brilliant trainer. Four world champions came out of that tiny wee church hall. Johnny Nelson, Nassim, Kel Brook as well, I'm sure, was one of his. It was a fantastic experience. It was the soul of boxing. There was no yeah. fancy anything. Well, we know, Alan, that sadly darts players aren't allowed to have a bevy while playing anymore. But fortunately, there's no such restrictions in the audience at darts events. And I believe it's not unknown for them to enjoy the occasional share. But So can you tell us what's the experience like, Alan, being a, a darts tournament in, in Glasgow, for example? 
Yeah, I think having a drink at the event is probably considered an integral part of your, your evening. When when you watch it on TV, if you look to the guys nearest the, the board and actually can probably almost see the board, because bear in mind, it's a sport that you're watching that you can't actually uh, see anything. <laughs> you can't actually see what's, what's happening unless you look at the big screens. They have the tables, so the, these would be like tables of 12 or whatever and you can presumably rent the whole tables uh, get a bunch of people on there you probably get bar service they'll have one of these guys going around with a drink in his backpack ready to sort of squirt it out into however many pints you need and the reason it's a great tv entertainment i think is because the fans get so into it and obviously as the day goes on or the evening goes on for some reason they get more and more into it as they perhaps enjoy uh, a refreshment a little bit more. You have the Hydro. I've been at Hydro for a few different things. I, I went to Sports Personality of the Year Award there, and it's, it must hold about 10,000 people. So when you have the darts event, you have that, but you th- you've then got people a distance away. I was I was lucky enough. One of my friends has the debentures at the SSE Hydro and invited me along. So we were in the in, in the hospitality lodge beforehand. And uh, to be honest, people were hammered in there. It sort of kicked <laughs> off <laughs> a wee bit as well. You would never see that if you went Kevin Bridges. I've seen Blondie, see anything like that. So that it becomes part and parcel of it. The, the Hydro is a cracking venue in Glasgow city centre, just off the Clyde. Yeah, the low-level trains is yeah. quite a good option as well. Kelvin Hall would be the closest subway island, but it's yeah. okay. the train would be the preferred option, I think. Because you have the, you also have that overpass from the train station to there as well so it's a nice easy way to get there and it there with lots of nice restaurants and bars and that to go to before and, and possibly afterwards as well so that's the end of our episode chatting with the darts we hope you've enjoyed us digressing into another sport we'll be doing more of that throughout the year we'd also like to hear from you as to what sports you'd like to hear about or indeed what sports you particularly enjoy attending thanks very much until the next time. <laughs>